For the players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Man Shake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Man Shake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with over 40 years of playing PlayStation and six plus years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and 9 a.m. on YouTube. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, please check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter. All of our links are in the description below. And also, if you want to follow us on Twitter, the links are right down there. I think we never put our, yeah, our Twitter enough, but they are right there. Uh, if you want to... If you want to jo- Wait, hang on. What was it? If you want to support the show as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. You can become part of the chat because and just get in on the show uh, if you want to support the show you can tell your friends tell your family about this playstation pod if you are on those apple podcasts be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review or if you are on youtube be sure to like subscribe leave a comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment and if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop culturist as well as our merchandise store popculture.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it uh for those watching the video version you'll notice very quickly that max and i are not in the studio today well i am but max is not uh why aren't you here max uh my wife's not feeling too well so it's it's handy for me to be close at hand as opposed to the 20 minute drive to and from yeah it's the fun. studio well and that's the, that's like one once again the big benefit of a pandemic is it's forced <laughs> us to adapt and we've been able to adapt today so how you been? How's things? Yeah, not too, not too bad, man. It's been, it's been an all right week. Yeah, uh, yeah. And anything nothing stand out? Nothing. No, not really. Just, just work stuff. Just you know, yeah. being painful. You know, my, I, I work in a government facility, so every couple of years I need to renew my security clearance, which means I need to get national police checks and fill out a bunch of paperwork that my work hasn't provided me with yet, and my card expires in a week. So. We will see how that all pans out. Get excited. In the future. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a future Max's problem or a future Max's boss's problem. So it sounds like Max might be having some time off work soon. <laughs> oh, they better pay you because what are you going to do? It's not, it's not your fault. So we'll see what happens. What about yourself? How's your week been? Yeah, my week's been the same, man. It's pretty low key. Not a whole lot going uh, going on. Just the usual, the work, the, the living. I've uh, been playing some games. Uh, before we get into the big gamey section of the show, one section one section that has started this year, for those that don't know, the pop culturist, for, or this show for the players, Max and I, we are both fueled by the Man Shake. The Man Shake is a uh, weight loss uh, shake that I used to lose 30 kilos last year, uh, and Max is jumping on the train this year. How's that going for you, Max? Uh, so it's been just shy of two weeks now, and I am at four point two kilos lost. Holy fuck! So it's going pretty good, you could say. That's amazing. Are you happy with? You got to be happy with that, right? Yeah, you should be yeah, fucking stoked with that. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. That's amazing. So what are, what are you doing? Just the shakes and like the watching dinners and stuff. Yeah, li- literally just you know eating shakes for lunch and then being more conscious about the crap that I eat at nighttime. So I'm now you know eating a lot healthier than what I was, smaller portion sizes, and then I've got a bigger fasting window. So I now no longer I have a 14 hour period where I just don't eat. Yeah, which I have the same. It's it's it's, yeah. it, it, it's those little things that change everything. And then obviously I'm drinking a drinking a lot more water than I I normally would yep. and. Yeah. hot damn like you and i so, are gonna have like what i'm thinking if you well, hopefully pax happens this year man we are both gonna be so pretty for pax this <laughs> is gonna be so good it'll be nice to not be a part of the hot sweaty mess that is pax right? yeah yeah well because so uh, the pax australia did change all their twitter all their socials this week to pax 2021 i think they're very, being very hopeful but yeah. I'm, I'm gonna run with it um uh, that's that's the goal for this year because i said i said so uh you know, last year I lost 30 kilos on it. So I was pr- pretty, pretty, pretty for packs. Uh, I still got another 10 kilos that I want to go. And my, you know, 
my weight loss is a lot slower now because I've pretty much lost a big hunk of what I can yeah. lose. So I'm not like my weekly updates is like 400 grams, 500 grams. Yes, and then- I'm still in that honeymoon period of like the big numbers for now where everything just absolutely goes hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good time uh but yeah so hopefully come the end of the year you know i, I think collectively we should at least get like 50 <laughs> kilos out i reckon you drop 20 what do you reckon yeah yeah by september well yeah. what is the goal what's like not not goal weight because you know but what's do you have a uh a total amount you'd like to lose probably about 30 to 40 holy shit yeah, well yeah. there you go if we can both got, come out I'm that wouldn't look so good yeah well, anyway, if you want to kick off your 2021 and join both Max and I on this weight loss journey, you can. There is a link in the description below. Uh, it's bit. You know the bit, bitly links bit.ly slash FTP Manshake. If you use that link, it uh, lets them know that you're coming through from us. And uh, you know, there's a bunch of discounts and stuff in there as well. It'd be fantastic for you to sh- help support us, support the show, and uh, you know, change your life a little bit. It's good fun. But Max. That aside, what have you been playing this week? Uh, so, Hitman 3, obviously the big release this week. So, I, I dove into that pretty hard. Yeah, that uh, that has been pretty much solely what I've played this week. So, I uh, before the start of the week, so before the game released on the Tuesday, Tuesday for us, yeah, um, yep. I reinstalled uh, Hitman 1 on the PS5 from the PS4, when I got it for PS Plus, the Yonks back. Yep. Um, that game's a blast. And then, mm. because I'm an idiot, I open. I when we installed uh, three, I then put it in imported the legacy pack because mm-hmm. like oh because you own it you can bring in. I'm like sweet. Yeah. All right, so I brought in the original things, not forgetting that it would probably want me, the game would probably try to make me play that first. So I'm playing it and then I'm doing the same training missions again. And I'm like, but I've already seen this. What have I done? Turns out I'm an idiot. And I just started playing Hitman One again. My side note, it looks fucking fantastic on PS4. It looks, yeah. But then so Hitman how, 3 alone. Woo. So how far through Hitman 3 are you? So I'm into the, I believe it's the second mission. Um, but oh, the I Dartmoor, ha- Dartmoor Manor? Yeah, Dart, yeah, yeah, Dart, yeah, 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 whatever the manor is. Uh, reason yeah. being is I had did the first mission, which is in Dubai, like three mm-hmm. times. Because well, I, I've, I, I've done, I see the challenges and I'm all like, mm, maybe I should try this. And then I finish it and I get, I get my hit and I'm like, all right, let's run it again and and try that, try a bunch of other paths. Well, see, I did. So I'm also with you. I'm up to the second mission, but that's because I've done the second mission about eight times now. Oh wait, because you failed it or because you just want to keep doing it? No, because I just keep doing it. Yeah. It's it's. I've got some stories about that mission. See, I, I've worked out. I've worked out that I would make a terrible hitman. I'm not patient at all. No. So one of the one of the things that they've. I don't. I can't remember if they introduced it in one and two, but um, because I, I haven't played them in a very long time. But in Hitman Three, when you're playing on the default professional difficulty, it gives you kind of way marks of story beats of how yeah how you can get through this mission. So for. Uh, for, for number two, it's basically a murder mystery party. So they're like, hey, you should get a disguise as a an investigator and you you just take assume the role of the investigator, complete the task, and then you'll have the, your opportunity to take out your target and get all the necessary stuff that you need to get. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Great. Love it. Get Get my disguise. And I'm like, my target's just walking down the stairs and no one's around me. I'm just gonna pop her in the face and then just leave and that's what i did <laughs> just, just popped her in the face from across the courtyard and then just walked out and they're like cool mission complete but you know you missed this 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 this, and this would you like to go again i'm like yes i would love to go again see that's the, the thing ne- that i'm loving about this game though is its complete level of freedom of choice like as you said like i i I go in there with my mission and I'm like, all right, the game is telling me that I need to do this. So I have to follow those steps. So I'm doing the murder mystery one right now as well. So I'm the investigator. And I'm interviewing everyone being like, mm, yeah, sorry. You know, I, I'm getting deep in character. I'm like, mm. yes, let's, let's investigate every room and let's look at all the corners. Let's interrogate everyone. And yeah, and I've walked past my target like four times. I probably could have shot her by now, like similar to what you did. But I'm like, you know what? We'll, we'll go with it. And that's the fun because I'm. I feel like I'm playing like a, a game within a game right now. It's like mm. I know that that game is coming. I know I've got to shoot her in the face, but I'm just gonna do a bunch of other things while I'm here. And it actually, it's almost making it better because of it. 
So those little story beat things are in one, or they're at least in one. I haven't played two. So, you know, you'll eavesdrop and you'll hear things that are happening mm. and you use those, those, uh, that information to build this, what do they call, um, story missions, I think. So there's the main, yeah, the main yeah. contract and then the story mission. So there's things yeah. without it that it can either help you go on a different path to your contract or they can open up varying ways to eliminate them. So an example being in uh, the flight test, which is the the sec- sorry the final test, which is the second tutorial mission. It's all they're all variants on how to take out your contract. So it's a mm. gentleman, and there's a fight because it's at a hangout. There's a fighter jet. You can make him blow up in the fighter jet. You can poison him and then just fucking drown him in the toilet. You know, or you can just shoot him in the face, like, and all these different things. Or you know, so he's a vodka. You know, the the because it's a Russian base. There's vodka. You can poison the vodka. He'll drink the vodka and he dies. So like you have like there's a bunch of little things you can hear to build up mm. that. Same goes for the first mission because it's in as I said it's in Dubai and it's all like this person's here. Go talk to them. Do 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 do. And like it can give you. It's not entirely a step by step on how to get your objective, but it's enough to push you in the right direction. So yeah. if you follow those beats, you can have something cool. Like I was able to lure. Um, it's not really spoilers because it's all about shooting people in the face it's not story spoilers um, Dubai I was able to lure them both into this one room via, for a meeting and I locked the room down and I shot him in the face and then I just escaped out the window I th- for my second run through the, through the murder mystery I took the role of the photographer Oh, and I'm like I'm here to take the family portrait so the maid's like alright I'll get everyone they brought them my contract out sat her in front of me I blinded everyone with the flash of the camera shot her and left <laughs> Then the next time I poisoned a bottle of water and gave it to the maid and the maid delivered it to her and she died from point. There's just so many innovative ways. I think the best one was um, I, I disguised myself as her bodyguard and I, I smacked her in the back of the head with a banana and choked <laughs> her out with it. Like up on the, just on the stairs. I'm like, okay. This is I'm I'm in I'm loving this game. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's, a, it's complete variance, but the funnest way about it, like I I because they are essentially working in level structures, right? So it's here yeah. is your level. It's intricate because it's only this one space, and there's a lot we can do within this one space. They've been able to add a lot of finesse and small details that really can sort of have you shape the game how you want it to be. Mm. And then, obviously, the benefit to completing the, the same uh, level over and over again is you, you gain experience in that level, and that allows you to uh, change your starting equipment. So, for instance, now I can take a lockpick in with me instead of having to find one. And then you can leave yourself uh, dead drops to pick up supplies. So, like, if you want to leave a crowbar for yourself so you can, you can get into different areas of the manor, you can have a different starting location. So, instead of starting outside of the manor and having to break in, you can start... With the as disguise, a, yeah, as you a can waiter be, you can or be a, a chef or something, you can be a gardener or a or a yeah or or a waiter or a housemaid or so. There's very um, there's very different ways to tackle the same objective, mm. and I think they handle it really well. And these are the guys who are doing the upcoming James Bond game, yeah. and I am now super keen. Well, saying that, <laughs> like I've I've not seen a lot of James Bonds James Bond films. The one that I distinctly remember seeing last was Spectre. Um, yep. And at the end of Spectre, there's, uh, they go to what was, you know, Daniel Craig Bond's childhood home. And it mm. looks exactly like this manor. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit. They're, they're, like, it's going to be good. Like, I have confidence that what, that what James Bond will be will be awesome. Because yeah. here, like, it, I think there's not a lot of big action set pieces in this so if they can take the dna of what hitman is bring it to james bond and then add the big set piece the big car chases pardon me and plus with cool gadgets and whatnot shoo in so i haven't had a chance to try it out in vr yet because when i installed the game i forgot to install the playstation 4 version as well because obviously the caveat to the psvr is you must play on the playstation 4 version Mm mm-hmm which is fine. So hopefully uh, next weekend uh, ne- or next time we record, I will have something uh, to talk about with that. Yeah. I dive I, into it this week at some point. I'll try to give it a go as well. Uh, difficulty is obviously the PS5 is in this room and I have to move the tables and shit around and that takes time and effort. Well, it, it might not be too bad because it's not PlayStation Move controllers. It's dual, It's using the DualShock. So it so might I be probably, a very... I probably e- could it just might, sit here. I don't it might be a very easy seated experience. Yeah. Like you're thinking. 
What are you thinking? But yeah, other than that, that's pretty much all I've been playing. And like, and we're still early days in the game, of course. Yeah. So we'll have more as as the time comes. But um, yeah, and it's reviewing really well, which is great for you. You know, in it's your, fantastic for me. Absolutely great. Fucking suck, but that's fine. I've now joined you. I've now joined you on our uh, on our scoreboard for for the pop pop C draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, unfortunately, your score is zero because your only game has been cancelled <laughs> or delayed into next year. Legacy has been delayed into next year. So, and Hitman Three just came out of the gates running. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, been at, absolutely badass. At least one of my games has got a release date now. We'll get to that in just a little while. But before we do that, let's jump mm. into the news the section we call "Inform the Players." We tell you about what happened this week in. PlayStation. So, game that fucked you in the draft last year. (laughs) Everyone knows that uh, Resident Evil is the big news this week, but I'll leave that for Ryan. So, let's kick things off with Cyberpunk 2077. So, despite its rocky and disastrous launch and all of its refunds, shortly after the game's release, news broke that Cyberpunk had sold 13 million copies. So a report from Superdata has claimed that Cyberpunk 2077 had the biggest digital launch of any game ever. According to Superdata, that's based on both digital revenue and digital units sold. So take that with a grain of salt, I guess. But good for them. Uh, In other Cyberpunk news, update 1.10 is now live, weighing in at 16.9 gig. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 update 1.10, quote, lays the groundwork for the upcoming patches, according to CD Projekt Red, and it's out right now on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 via backwards compatibility. In their patch notes, they have a specific subsection for just PlayStation consoles, along with the rest of their bug fixes. Positive. That's positive news. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this this went out probably, o- I think, overnight from uh, yeah, when we're I think recording it was now on the Saturday. late. Late yesterday, yeah. So late Friday, uh, Australian mm. time. Uh, I'm still not. Gonna, I, I, it's still installed, and I'll still take all the updates. And until I hear something saying that, hey, this update kind of really did a good job, I'll probably check it out. But um, yeah, man, it is no longer installed on my console. I still have my disc copy sitting next to me, but I don't think I'm going to touch it until at least these initial three patches that they've yeah. promised hit. Once all three of those are in, I'll give it another bell. Uh, if I'm still not satisfied, I think I'll wait for the next gen upgrade. Yeah, the hurdle that I'm having is I'm I'm starting to get a little well, not paranoid's not the wrong suspicious that we may not even see these next gen versions. Like they're vaguely put at the back end of this year, and that puts it a year after the console release. Now, granted, many people may have consoles by the end of this year, so they're probably excited for it. But it's just like it just feels way too late. Yeah, sorry, I'm you know, yawning. Um, yeah, like it feels way too late. You know, like twelve months after the game releases, who's gonna care? But well, once again, the same thing could have been said to No Man's Sky, and No Man's Sky has nothing but demonstrated incredible potential and growth. Uh, in that time, so they've you know, even though a game came out like two years ago, like if you were to grab it now, it would be amazing. Yeah. But the big bit of news this week, Max, and I really appreciate you holding off uh, and letting me read it out. Thank you so much. On Friday, that was the 22nd of January Australian time. Resident Evil had a big old showcase for uh, their upcoming Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil 8. Uh, It happened about nine in the morning, which was great. So I got to work. I made a coffee and I sat down like, this is work. And then I watched it. Uh, so in, in this showcase for about half an hour, we did see some uh, some gameplay, some combat, and sort of some, some cinematic-y looking things, which is fantastic. Uh, it did also confirm the release date of May the 7th of this year. Uh, they announced that it will be also it'll be coming to PS5, Xbox One, uh, S, Xbox Series X, sorry, as well as the PS4, the uh, Xbox One, uh, whatever, right? So it's, it's coming everywhere now. Uh, it was also announced that they are packaging in a, a deathmatch-style multiplayer game called Reverse. Uh, the idea behind it is to look back at the last 25 years of uh, Resident Evil in a multiplayer setting. So, you know, Claire could could shoot, you know, fucking Yeah, it kind of seems cool. Claire you you essentially 
yeah, you essentially play as one of the the mainline characters, and then when you when you die, you become something else. Yeah, well, <laughs> to get your revenge. We'll run through the news <laughs> and we'll break it down bit by bit. I think because I, I, mm. I've got, of course, we both have plenty to say. Uh, there is a playable demo live now on the PS5. It is titled Maiden, and it does give you a bit of a look and a feel of the world and uh, some of the, the location you'll be exploring. Uh, some things to note, though: Resident Evil Village will continue its first-person uh, combat uh, styles, very uh, very similar to well, almost exactly to Resident Evil Seven, uh, but the gameplay showed off some new melee elements like blocking and countering uh we'll get in you know there there was blocking resident evil 7 but not the same way uh the inventory has been updated to look more like the resident evil 4's tetris style approach where you had to sort of move and rotate things in order to fit them in the canister uh from recollection resident evil 7 had something similar but uh this looks to be a bit more of an updated version of that again uh, they announced that uh, the the uh, the the merchant has returned. He has since been renamed the Duke. Uh, he'll be buying and selling all your weapons. Uh, except he is no longer a thin dude in a in a get in a robe. He is now a very large gentleman in the back of a wagon. Uh, but in terms of Resident Evil Four remake news, because many many folks actually, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Yeah. We'll so Max, did you watch the full showcase? I watched it thus this morning. Yeah. I didn't have a chance to watch it go. yesterday. I watched it this morning. Uh, so after watching all the gameplay stuff, after watching all the reve- reveals, I did what any any normal person who wanted more information, I went to Reddit. Mm. Now on Reddit, some people have picked apart a lot of the uh, a lot of the videos and they believe that they've found the location of where this game is being set. Okay. So uh by by uh, uh, extrapolating the currency that the Duke gives you when you sell weapons to it, <laughs> so it looks like it's going to be in. Did I write it down? I don't think I wrote it down. Mm. Um, so somewhere in like uh, the the Transylvania style setting, which seems you know rather so that sort of Europe, European area, yeah, the the European area, which we kind of already knew from the from from the the, the trailers that we've seen in the past, yeah. And it does, and um, it's giving off the same vibe that we got from Resident Evil Four, so it's unsurprising that they would look in that similar region. Yeah, I um, mean, it's super cool that we're now playing again in a creepy village, and there just happens to be a big old scary castle. Yeah, with a giant woman in it. Now, like that's one thing. So, Lady Dim- Dimitrescu, I believe is how you pronounce yeah. it. Uh, she is what looks to be kind of the big bad in this one. There's talk about you knowing her younger brother, so maybe there's a connection to at least the Bakers or. Redfield or something there mm. uh, that asks a lot of questions. Uh, where's the connection, or is it a character we meet earlier in the game that's that's different to what was in seven? Uh, maybe it's the Duke. Maybe it is the Duke. <laughs> she's like she's really tall and thin. He's really short and fat. Like it's just the complete opposites. Um, but yeah, the Twitter they have gone hard Crazy. for this tall vampire woman. <laughs> everyone is just vi- men women those that that sit in different spaces everyone is just thirsting for this woman right now oh yeah is it doing it for you i think it's interesting that they've taken a more like obviously resident evil has always been a supernatural video game you're playing you know you're fighting zombies but they've gone that step further and they've introduced these vampires and werewolves as well from like from and, reports and from, from months back yeah and the, Im- and the imagery f- alone so the imagery is also changed for the oh, game yeah. it has where the, the logo was originally just chris redfield in like over a mountainscape looking all uh, fucking uh, morose uh, not morose you know sad looking what's we're yeah. looking for like angsty but it's since shifted to like a split where half is his face half is that of a wolf so it looks mm. as if that yeah that all that werewolf stuff is true. We did see that in the original trailer, but in but it's the, the double down on it, which is even better again. Yeah, I think I think it's always good to change things up a bit because you know obviously to a degree I feel like the zombie games have been played out. Yeah, and obviously Resident Evil throughout its history has had different uh different enemies. Like you look back at Resident Evil Four, where they're not they're not zombies; they're kind of this parasite or parasitic entities that are. Which were uh, which made a return in 
uh, Resident Evil 3 remake. So like yep. they're, they're all they're relinking everything together, and the fact that they're using a you know lab grown virus here, they there is a bit of freedom here to do whatever they want. Like they can make a new virus or the virus mutates because that happens. We're learning right now about viruses mutating in our own fucking global <laughs> pandemic. So there's a lot that they can do to bring in these new enemies. And I think it does give it that more supernatural feel rather mm. than just uh, the the zombie feel. Uh, so like, I, I'm super down for it. Like I'm loving everything that I'm seeing here now. Going into this, everyone, you know, I've discussed at at nauseum at this point how often that I am just in love with Resident Evil and it has become my new favorite horror related franchise. So much so that like Silent Hill can now suck it. It can. It's out of here. It's gone. It's buy so the the big question is ryan which edition are you buying you're buying the big box with the statue i am buying the statue motherfucker because i made some mistakes in my past max see yeah, okay the, the the mistakes in my past were i was unaware how much i was going to love resident evil 2 and 3 remake yep yeah, fair enough so uh we receive review copies to them thanks to capcom australia of course but I was like, I don't know whether I'm going to love it or not, so I'm not going to spend the money on the statue. And now that I've come to realize that, you know, Resident Evil 2 alone became one of my games of last year, if not one of the games, literally one of the games of generation for me, I'm like, fuck, I really wish I bought that statue. Like, it does have the cool things in the in this collection as well. Like, I had the cool, like, you know, the card suit uh, keys, mm-hmm. which is mad. But it's a statue of Chris Redfield that I want. And then with three, I'm like, ooh, yeah, that Jill Valentine statue's all right. But I didn't know whether I'm going to like, because I thought maybe Resident Evil 2 just fluked me. Nope. Resident Evil 3 remake was dope as well. Like, oh, fuck. And I'm not missing out this time. <laughs> I have been refreshing uh, EB games for every, on, almost on the, on the hour every hour since the announcement. Everything's gone quiet. They've not mentioned anything about it releasing here. And it's killing me. It's killing me, Max. But I need it. I need it so bad. But yeah, no, yeah, because like everything about this game is just doing it for me. It's cool. It's it spooks. You know, I love Resident Evil Seven as well. That had a lot of good things into it. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad they are progressing that story. Like, although it is a new numbered title, it's definitely a. Well, I mean, it's a direct follow-on for that from that of seven. Yeah, so you are still playing as Ethan, uh, which they say his name like fifteen times in the in this game, uh, in the trailer at least. So like that part has got me intrigued. And now that we're working on this almost parallel timeline with the remakes, they're they're, they're changing the narrative because I've said it before with Resident Evil. There's like thirty-five games or something crazy. So the actual canon understanding of what the virus is and the outbreak and you know uh, umbrella and chris and claire and whatever it's so muddled mm-hmm. that they're actually like re restructuring the story right now so with two and three with with, with two uh, so with seven they sort of re- soft rebooted it but they've bought in what they've mixed that with two and then two went into three and now three is going into uh village and then presumably four will then get involved as well as we said like the parasite the parasite stuff was seen in three seen in three remake and i think we're going to see more hints of it here in resident evil village which will then lead to this potential remake that's in the works but before we get into the remake chats because there, there is some news here uh you and i have both played the maiden demo so as we mentioned the free demo dropped yesterday it's about a five 10 minute if you want to sort of like wander around a little bit it's a very small showcase piece uh very similar to like the kitchen demo for seven it's it looks as if it's something that's not going to take place in the game at all it's a complete vertical slice and it's all about showing you the world and giving you a feel for what you're going to expect so you start in a dungeon and that you you have to escape the dungeon by a series of relatively simple puzzles you then enter sort of a lobby of a of a, of a house like a mansion sort of feel uh then it's all about you escaping mm-hmm. uh i did it in probably under 10 minutes uh easily i didn't actually time it but i probably should have uh it was pretty straightforward but it gave me such a good feel uh because you're running on the ps5 it's using hdr it's looking immaculate like everything is gross and shiny that you know everything everything makes you feel uncomfortable i was playing with the head surround headphones on i was actually using the the pulses as well even though i'm not a big fan of them i was like i'll give them a bell uh and the the 3d space was awesome 
because as you're walking around, you're hearing claps and giggles and noise and bumps and all happening around you. And it set a, I believe it set a really, really perfect tonal piece for what I, what this game looks to be. And it's, yeah. it's preaching to the choir. I'm already sold, but it helped. What's your thoughts, Max? Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, I think the f- I, I played it through twice because uh, the first time I played it through was when it when it first launched. Um, and then I told my wife about it and then she got annoyed that I didn't let her take part in the viewing of the game. So I quickly ran through it this morning for her. So I think the first time, about 10 minutes. The second time, because I knew exactly where everything was, took about two and a half minutes. Yeah. But it's it's definitely that. It's just a visual showpiece of this is the kind of atmosphere we're going for. It's the same controls you know and love from Seven. It has the same feel. They've you know, it's just yeah. I think it's a very nice slice of what we can expect to to come out of the game. Uh, I was already on board. Resident Evil is by far my favorite horror franchise in gaming, uh, and I and hearing that it's coming out so soon is awesome yeah having been my number one draft pick for this year as well makes it even better knowing that it's coming out in may you know that's still like four months away but that is the perfect amount of time to announce to announce a date and deliver yeah you know and that's what's got me excited it's no window it's that but so something we were discussing before we went live was whether i so i believe that yeah similar to the kitchen demo this is a showcase this is not part of the game itself and if it's anything like seven we'll probably see at least two more demos we'll see a um you know as like with seven we had the kitchen demo then the sort of ghost huntery-esque field demo then the one where you are uh, taking on the mother in the in the shack uh so those two are straight pulls from the game where the first one wasn't so i'm gonna say at least one more demo will drop before release um, and that is what I'm excited to see. Cause I think if we get one more out, that'll give us a bit more about the game. Might, it might be something more in the village itself rather than in the house, but it, uh, the yeah, mansion- it might just be, it might be nice to just get a feel for the combat. Cause obviously this is very much a, a visual walkthrough. Mm-hmm. There is no combat or anything in this in the in this maiden demo but like uh, yeah so to uh, to add to that what we're seeing here is it is the same feels as seven right same feels oh, as yeah. two and one with the idea of a lot of it's probably going to take place in this one location which is a house and resident evil has such a good history legacy and skill in making a house feel awesome and if they're making it a castle it's multiple levels and floors and and rooms and there's so mm. much you can do and they can almost disregard any floor plan they want to um which is you know it's like in two when you, you've got the you know the uh the police station and then you expand on it and there's so much you can explore and then you leave and you come back to it later which I, you know i hope they do that because they did that with seven as well the potential here is is so high um and i, I even though my excitement is quite high i i'm not worried that i'm overhyping it or overhyping myself i think my expectations are pretty reasonable and Capcom have not done anything recently that made me think otherwise. Oh man, Capcom have been killing it for the last few years. So I, I have all the faith that they're going to... But to add to this though, so as we know, this is a PS5 game, at least initially that was the entire plan. They have, as, as we said, they since rolled back to release a PS4 version. This brings up a couple questions, Max. Uh do do you think there's any concerns about these studios uh you know downscaling to have a last gen or upscaling to bring it to next gen and what does this mean de- for VR I mean it depends on how they did it because they cuz like you said it was originally for PlayStation 5 have they made the PlayStation 5 version first and then scaled that back to run on an earlier system because there's what 120 million plus PS4s out there like that's that's nothing shy to be like you know, it's a good incentive to make a PS4 version of this game. Mm. With, with how difficult it is to get a console for a, place, for a PS5 console as it is, that'd be crazy to not cater to that 120 million user base. Yeah, and like... like it's just, it's just, it seems pointless. It does mean that we may not get the VR version. Mm. And as much as I'm like, I really wish it had a VR version, I didn't finish 7 in VR because I'm a big chicken. Yeah. So... I want the idea of a VR, but I don't think I would ever actually do it because it's just too spooky. So I think you're spot on there, right? So A, <laughs> there's so many units out there. 
it's worth the investment. And from the information that I've seen and that, I, that I've sought out, it does look as if they were building a PS5 first and then and now they've since scaled back to four, which is fine. Like, that is a much easier way to do it. Um, and the fact that, yeah, this is a PS5 version, as you said, it's very unlikely, I'm going to say near impossible, that there is going to be a VR version of this game um, because it wasn't planned for that. Because right now, every PSVR game must be a PS4 version. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not feeling too too hopeful about that. But uh, yeah, there's a lot. And in terms of Reverse, uh, it looks cool. It looks interesting. Uh, I've since signed up for the Resident Evil Ambassador program, uh, which provides me access to uh, the beta for Reverse. Uh, so that is already installed on my console, ready to go. So I'll be spending a bit of time with that over the coming week when those uh, date windows do drop. And I'll have some things to say uh hopefully next week if not the week after cool uh but yeah like it's you know it's multiplayer which is not really my 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 wheelhouse my forte but i'm i'm down for it nonetheless but one thing we've been alluding to this whole time max is resident Evil 4 remakes uh so one thing a lot of people i saw in the chat of the uh of the showcase were like where's resident Evil 4 remake i'm like you're kind of getting it dude it's in front of you the Resident Evil 4 remake has undergone a bit of development reboot following a clash in direction, according to VG uh, Video Games Chronicle. The site mm-hmm. reports that Resident Evil 3 Team M2 has had its role dramatically reduced as Capcom Division 1 takes over production of the title, which, according to VGC, uh, could push it back as far as 2023. The two studios have been unable to agree on a direction for the remake of what may consider to be the greatest Resident Evil entry. Following the backlash of last year's Resident Evil 3 remake, M2 supposedly wanted to create a very faithful remake that sticks to the template of Resident Evil 4. Capcom, meanwhile, wants to wants to uh, wants to ha- wants to make the, have the remake introduce unique takes on those original features, story beats, and environments. At its core, the develop- developer wants to, uh, to expand on what it already has rather than sticking to what it knows. Quote, sources said that the Resident Evil 4 remake would now be partially rebooted under the new mandate, which could see its release delayed uh, by as much as a year into 2023. End quote. Capcom Division 1 is the team behind the mainline Resident Evil and Devil May Cry titles. So should this report prove to be true, it's an even, it's an even safer hand than ever before. This is only good news to me, personally. So to add what to add to what I've said, but what I was, what I said earlier about the idea of this alternate timeline, that there needs to be tweaks, there needs to be additions, and there needs to be things within Resident Evil 4 Remake to bring it into this new canon. Yeah, they they really need to retcon everything back into line. Yeah, like I said, like the the expanded universe is so drastic. If they if they can just tidy it up a little bit, put the right directions in place, tie everything together, it's going to make it a better narrative. It's going to make it a better experience for anyone new coming in because as I said, it's 25 years of Resident Evil Max. That's a lot of time. And not not everyone is going to go back and play the PS1, the PS2 and all the expanded games. They don't have time. And at this point, these these remakes are the perfect excuse to make some uh make some alterations saying that though resident evil 4 its skeleton is going to be so good that they can still deliver the exact same game add some add some extra to it and it's going to be be brilliant like unless they suddenly start changing it drastically which i don't think they will because they've you know they've drip drip fed enough of the of the elements from the original story into the remakes and into say seven and, and presumably eight. They are going to be able to still deliver the same game but better. There's nothing yeah. wrong with M two. M two did a great job of Resident Evil two remake, and they also did a great job of three remake. The only difference with three remake is very you can. From reports, the two and three were made in conjunction. They were made at the exact same time. So, and the idea of originally having them be a collected pack, but then two got, they sort of worked on two a bit more and it became this bigger, ambitious uh, title. So then three came out a little bit later. And because of that, it came out and it felt a little subpar. It didn't feel as fleshed out. But that's not, I guess it wasn't a bad thing. It was still good. It just wasn't as good as two. And I have a feeling that four would be a different circumstance again because it once again it wasn't made in conjunction it was made by looks of it it's made separate it's made on its own uh and that should give it enough time and enough love to put it out so m2 great start 
I really want uh, what is it, Division One to come and and uh, to bring that in and tidy that up. Oh, speaking of Division, by the way, did you see in the showcase that like you can get uh, Resident Evil shit in Division Two now? Yeah, they've got some cosmetics in Division Two for Resident Evil. Now so that's like, how you get me get- back in that game. I think you can get like some star patches for your for your jacket. Yeah, you can wear stuff. the RP- RPD, you know, uh, uh, tactical gear. Because I never played like the Gangs of New York, man, like the DLC, and I love Division Two. Once again, another game of my generation. So, is it enough to bring me back in? I'm not saying no. Let's talk about Vicarious Visions, Ryan. So, Vicarious Visions is the studio behind the recent Insane Trilogy and the latest Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two game. Earlier this week, however, they have merged into the Blizzard side of Activision Blizzard. So from this point forward, the developer will be, quote, fully dedicated to existing Blizzard games and initiatives. This means that it will no longer operate as a lead studio within the organization. A representative told Games Industry, quote, after collaborating with Vicarious Visions for some time and developing a great relationship, Blizzard realized that there was an opportunity for Vicarious Visions to provide long-term support. End quote fucking balls an absolute balls decision vicarious visions have delivered two incredibly successful games recently right you know and they and they've been a great porthouse for the longest time so i understand why they would want to do that and bring them into act uh, bring them into the blizzard side because apparently they'll, they'll be joining the development of the diablo 2 remake and maybe maybe there's some sort of stipulation there in order for them to work on the remake they must be part of blizzard i don't know why that would be the case i guess they don't want to add the vicarious visions logo to the start of the game they just want blizzard probably that's probably what it comes down to something very pedantic like that but this is not good news because for me this brings up a lot of concerns around the future of uh at least tony hawk right but yeah i feel that this now means we're not getting tony hawk's train fall but same could be uh, yeah the, okay you're i think you are <laughs> right because tony hawk's three and four is a remake um they'd be, they'd be remaking two and three and that's vicarious visions expertise where my concern originally was like what does that mean for crash but then again toys from toys for bob did four and did a fucking fantastic job the difference is, is they are they made a brand new title, essentially from scratch. There is no real concern there. Yeah. Where because there's still two more games that you would want to remake before you head into a new Tony Hawk, which this leads this leads me to believe they ain't doing three and four. They're going straight to a new one. Maybe. Yeah. Right really What's your thoughts on this? It's a bummer. But I guess Blizzard have now acquired some really good people to work on their stuff. Yeah, but it's, well, yeah, me, <laughs> like, me personally, I couldn't give a shit. Like, if if this now means that I get Diablo 2 remastered, yeah, I'm pretty keen. Diablo 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, Am I bummed that it, this means that we may not see another Tony Hawk's game for a while? Yes. Yeah. See, I I don't care for Blizzard I mean, properties the, at probably all. Probably the biggest hit is that the Vicarious Vision has kind of now lost their autonomy and they're just part of the the wheels yeah. of Blizzard now. So that's the other hurdle. Like, if they ever want to make remake any other cool properties, they can't do it because they're under Blizzard now. And Blizzard only work on Blizzard games. Like, you never hear about Blizzard being involved in, or, you know, uh, studio subsidiaries do it working on other stuff. They only make WoW. They only make Overwatch. They only make fucking Warcraft and whatever Diablo and shit. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no chance that they will ever get away from this. No. Yeah, and as, and as I said, as someone that doesn't give any shits about Blizzard properties in general, all of them, this is not good news. Not saying it's horrendous news. You know, fuck it. I am saying it's horrendous news. It's ball bags. It's it's a pretty. It's it's yeah. It's sucky. Yeah, it's absolutely sucky news. Next up, still hungry, Max. It does seem that Young Horses, the developers of uh, uh, Octo Dad and Bug Snacks, have announced that they ain't done with that Bug Snacks. Speaking to Kotaku, senior creative director and writer Kevin Zoon says there's more to come. Quote, we're still figuring out what exactly we want to do post-release, but we're definitely not done working on Bug Snacks yet. As for for that aforementioned post-credit sequence, Zoon says he'd hate to leave the plot thread hanging forever. 
So the, it's essentially like you know, Bug Snacks can, can can continue into another other stories. Uh, this is not a bad thing. I believe that Bug Snacks, because of its being free on on the PS5, as well as a really well received game, myself included, who completely turned around on it, uh, they probably have enough coin to do this and to make a sequel and stick on that IP. Uh, do I want to see it? I don't know. I didn't want to see Bug Snacks one. It turns out I loved it. So it's a tough one for me. Yeah, I mean, it uh, with the with the with the post credit scene that they mentioned, it definitely feels like more's coming. Yeah, but it also feels would, it also felt like just that little like fun sort of teaser to be like, yeah, there's more, I guess. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I wouldn't mind more. Yeah, like no, but to me, if the the, the post credit scene almost felt like the zombie movie where they they're all dead and buried, but then a hand breaks through the grass. You know what I mean? It's that same sort of idea. It's yeah. just like, oh, you thought it was done. <laughs> Whether that means there's a sequel, who knows? But uh, maybe it's more like post DLC. Yeah, and I like the idea because like the whole idea of food be these being these insectoid sort of creatures is cool. There is stacks more food. There are stacks more creatures that can be created. There's there is a hundred percent potential to do a lot more, mm. and I think I think if they can bring the same charm and uh, cool narrative and energy and like just this complete cool they should, no, charisma they, they, they should, from this from the the oozes just, from this game should be good. Just just go full balls to the wall. Become the next Pokemon where you catch food bugs and fight them against other food bugs. I'd be glad. <laughs> Ubisoft crossovers, Ryan. Immortals Phoenix Rising is getting a crossover with Netflix animated show Blood of Zeus. For this week, a mission titled A Tribute to Family will appear in the game. Not fast enough, uh, in, <laughs> in it, you'll be able to take on the Chimera and the Cerberus, and once you've cleared it, you'll get a special eagle pendant as well as some Blood of Zeus-themed outfits. That's pretty cool. I think it's only running for this week. It started yesterday and runs till uh, next weekend. Uh, and for those of you who have been on the fence about Immortals Phoenix Rising, a demo may be heading to a PlayStation near you shortly. Uh, said demo was recently added to the PlayStation Store's database as identified by PSN Release 2 on Twitter. Its release could well coincide with the game's first expansion, A New God. Support for the DLC was added in the title's latest patch last week. This is great because I know a lot of people that have really been... Because uh, the demo for unsure. this game was a, was originally a Stadia exclusive for some bizarre reason. Uh, and on top of that, yeah, I know a lot of people that were sort of hesitant. I think a, a lot of it is because the with the name change and sort of its weird aesthetic change from over time as well, people are probably unsure what it is. People are already hesitant of new IPs at the best of times. I mean, it's fantastic. And it is fantastic. It, it is once again fantastic. game one of the one of our games of the year last year, and uh, both yes. of our top threes. Uh, well, I think mine was top five, but yours is top three. Um, however, like I was speaking to a friend of mine who's a store manager at Geelong here, and I was, he was, you know, we're chatting about what we've been playing. I'm like, man, Immortals: Phoenix Rising is fucking dope. He's like, really? What we've moved like nothing. So a lot of people are, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally, not paying attention to this game. And this demo might be enough to push it. Well, back I mean, in the it picture. did it did come out at a really bad time. It came out really close to uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, so weird. I don't want to do that. And most people who are playing their Ubisoft titles are probably going to go for the known quantity of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. But um, Immortals: Phoenix Rising is uh, arguably just as good in a smaller, shorter package. Mm which is much more manageable for someone like me these days. Oh, yeah, big time. And it's it's it, it, it it's totally different as well. Oh, it's it so yeah, it's so brilliant. Next up, one thing that's been going around the rumor mill for a while, Max, is the idea that Sony has this secret studio and they could be working on a number of different things. So, this this secret studio, where is it hanging out? Allegedly it's been built. It's sort of been built in the in the bungalow of Sony San Diego. It's hide in the backyard. No one's really seen it. It is at this point. It, it's it's almost the the worst kept secret. So mm. as per the LinkedIn profile of former studio boss Michael Mumbrer, Mumbrer, that guy, Sony's not, uh, Sony's not so top secret San Diego studio is currently expanding with quote working upon exi- existing franchises. 
The project is said to be a be a triple A action adventure game that uses proprietary engine tech. Quote. This team has assembled to expand upon existing franchises and craft all new stories for the next generation of gamers. The studio's, continue, the studio's continues existence was called into question late last year as a couple of high-profile names announced their departure, but that speculation was quickly stamped out by former senior game designer John Bautista, not the wrestler, at the time. He said this uh, his exit was due to, quote, personal circumstances and, quote, the studio is still there and the project is still ongoing. As far as he knows, that of course. Let's hope an official announcement of the game takes place this year. Now, the big rumor, rumor mill, Max, is this is an Uncharted game. It's a sort of an Uncharted spin-off or a new numbered one. They're not sure. Either way, it's very likely to not include Nathan Drake. Uh, Sony San Diego are best known for MLB The Show, which was sort of a big exclusive. But as of this year, it is going uh, multi-platform as per an agreement with Major League Baseball. So it's within their interest to have more people there and do something outside of baseball. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for this. It's so weird. We haven't officially heard anything yet. Is Uncharted what you want out of the studio? Ah, uh, sure. I don't know. Like, if, 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 if it's a- <laughs> I like the way they. I like the way they stipulate. They're like it's a Sony studio. They're working on uh, an already existing IP, and they and they even went as far to say that it's going to be an action adventure game. Of course, it's going to be an action adventure game. That's like all Sony yeah, IPs all, are. I, they might as well. If, <laughs> not that, if, if not that there's said. anything, not that there's anything wrong with that, but no. it's obviously going to be an action adventure. No, no, no. Game. If it felt like it's a third-person action adventure game, I'm like what well, didn't narrow it down? <laughs> like you know, the, the, yeah. the thing could be like, yeah, is this Uncharted? Is this Ragnarok? No. But there, look, but there is the presumption that Ragnarok is being worked at San Diego, right? Sorry, mm. Santa Monica. Yeah. But what do we have to go off? As far as we know, Santa Monica, Santa Monica might be working on something new. You know, as oh, as as something we'll talk about in the quick bits. You know, but- there, there's potential <laughs> there that they may be doing something. They may be in pre for something else, and they just passed passed it over to San Diego. And maybe San Diego will become that sort of supplementary studio. Maybe. Maybe they're doing Uncharted, the Sully series. Ooh. Maybe we get to play. Maybe we get to play Sully. Maybe they, or we'll see where the story. Go- see, this is the other thing. All right, spoilers for Uncharted Four, everyone. The game came out like fucking five years ago. At the end of Uncharted Four, you meet the daughter of Nathan and Nate and Elena. Uh, it's led to believe. It's looking as if that she's kind of in the same vein of wanting to be an adventurer. Would you want to play a next Uncharted game that involved this character, the daughter? I mean, it's it's essentially just it's going to have and to go back to to our anatomy lesson of last week. It's going to have the same skeletal structure as any other Uncharted game. It's going to have a different skin on it. Like, yeah. Is it really going to matter too much? The hur- There is a hurdle with that, I think. And the hurdle is that <laughs> Uncharted was made from the from Indiana, inspired from Indiana Jones and what mm-hmm. the original Tomb Raider was. And yes. then Tomb Raider released post-Uncharted, taking a lot of inspiration from Uncharted. Now, if they then make a, an Uncharted game with a female lead, is that just going to be on Tomb Raider? Like, I understand there's only so much you can do in in, te- in terms of the uh, of, of the history focused, ex- you know, exploration games that we see with the likes of Tomb Raider and Uncharted, you know, and we and now that there's an, a literal Indiana Jones game coming, like what? is there for them to work within? Like, it, I feel like it's getting a little incestuous and they're all sort of like drinking from the same cup almost. And like, as much as I'd love to see more Uncharted, don't get me wrong, because even if Nathan Drake's there in Cameo or Elena's there in Cameo, like I love The Lost Legacy. The Lost Legacy expanded on that world in such a great way. We saw more Claire, we saw more Nadine, you know, and that was awesome. There were two characters you really didn't know a lot about and you you start to see how they fit into this into this greater world. That I would love to see more than 
a continuation of the Drake bloodline. Because in the same way that I love Star Wars, but I'm also sick of seeing Skywalkers. Fair enough. Hmm. I don't know. I don't have too big of an opinion on it, having never played any of the Uncharted series. Oh, you've so watched I your just, wife play them all the time, I, I've, 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 I've seen them all being played because my wife has played them because she's a huge... Uh, she's a huge Tomb Raider fan, and I'm like, well, why don't you play Uncharted? Uncharted is Tomb Raider with a penis. Um, so that was that was the selling <laughs> that was the selling point for that, uh, and she really enjoyed them. But yeah, I mean, maybe they could expand on Nadine's story, and you we we play the Nadine series of Uncharted, or we play Sully's Uncharted, or yeah, I I think sticking with the Drake family could be. Um, the wrong idea, but we'll have to wait and see. They could surprise us all and not release Uncharted. It could be some other action adventure game that Sony works on. Like what? I, I can't think. I can't think of anything apart from that God of War and Apescape. like last last. <laughs> I'd love a new Apescape game. Damn. Very cool. It's action. It's actiony. It's a bit of adventure. <laughs> why? Why the fuck not? All right, Ryan. There's some interesting stuff in the quick bits today, but there wasn't enough to, to do a whole section on them. David Hayter, the iconic English voice of Solid Snake and Big Boss, recently got together with the original voice talent of Metal Gear Solid through the magic of Zoom. Hayter then posted the call on Twitter, teasing that details are coming soon. What details, Ryan? What are we getting about a Metal Gear reunion? Remake, Is this what they're making? Is this what San Diego are making? They're making Metal Gear Solid no. 1 again. Are they redoing Metal Gear Solid? Have we got it wrong? Is it not Blue Point that are working on Metal Gear Solid? Is it actually San Diego working on Metal Gear Solid? That would be dope. That would be so dope. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It turns out, Ryan, that the last Assassin's Creed Valhalla patch broke everyone's faces. Awesome. So there will be a fix. In an upcoming patch. <laughs> Hitman 3 is the biggest, had its biggest digital launch in its franchise history, beating out 1 and 2. Now, granted, Hitman 3 launched to a lot more platforms. It's also on Switch and Stadia. So there's an extra two platforms for it to launch on. Uh, and obviously, both of those have, um, especially Stadia being a digital product. It makes sense, but good for them for breaking records. Yeah. PlayStation Plus currently looks at a steal at... Now, I haven't done the conversions on these because I was really lazy, but it's £59 for 12 months compared to the Microsoft's new pricing at £49 for six months. Yeah, so over <laughs> over the weekend, uh, it was announced that uh, Microsoft are bumping the prices on their... Uh, Just their Xbox Live Gold Live services, Gold not Not games pass yeah so so i think they're the trying US, to push everyone to buy games pass ultimate which is bundled with xbox live yeah. gold and that because because late last year they also got rid of being able to buy 12 month subscriptions of xbox live gold it was it was one month three months six months and that was it you yeah can buy a year yeah so yeah you're spot on it looks like they're pushing in the direction of that because they said in, in some region that's near doubled like here i think it's only a little bit i think it's it was not, a five dollar increase yeah it's not too gnarly here but we we're already paying i think substantially more anyway so that is good but it, it is dirty but who the fuck doesn't have games pass if you're an xbox player pretty much uh, the Predator, the T-800, and Sarah Connor have all joined the Fortnite bandwagon, Ryan. Lame. The Uncharted movie has been delayed to the to February 22nd of next year due to the global pandemic. Release it on digital, you fucks. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West production has increased now that the PC patches will slow down for Horizon Zero Dawn. Good. They are kicking it into full gear. And hope. lastly, if it's coming out the back end of this year, you'd fucking hope so. Sony Santa Monica have taken to Twitter this week, seeking a new art director for the development of a new unannounced title. That's my point, brother. That's my point. Like that's why we're. But maybe they aren't working on that. Like they ain't work. Ragnarok was never in their hands. San Diego, you know, San Diego could be uh, uncharted. They could be God of Warring. They could be do Metal Gear Solid. Do you think that? 
Sony Santa Monica would give away what is thought to be they've the sequel it, of done, their they've done it of before. their newly rebooted rebooted re- re- rebooted title. They probably could. Like, what if they've just set the framework and stepped aside? Like, what if this isn't an actual sequel? This is an expansion. The same idea of the Lost Legacy, right? Like, maybe it's sort of a fancy pants DLC. It's it's Miles Morales. We don't know. In the in the time that it's taken to deliver this from from release, it's hard to think it is a full title. It has to be some sort of expansion. Because it isn't God of War 2, because they'd be dumb because there's already a God of War 2. Like, I feel there this was, is an expansion. But there was also already a God of War. Yeah, it's reboots. Different. Like, they've, they've rebooted this, but there's uh, also yeah. the... There's also the... It depends. If they're not changing the setting location, they've already built their world. Yeah, then, like then that have, wouldn't make they, they that have, wouldn't make it a very good sequel. This isn't 2002 where you can just reskin a game and call it a sequel. Like if it, if they are if you go to the, through the same spaces and do the same things, that game will be demolished. Like this, the only way they can a deliver it in the time that they originally planned to, which was the back end of this year, presumably, or 2021, as that video showed. So, so you so you believe that it's the Miles Morales, the the yes. lost legacy of God of War? Yes. If they, if they if they were hoping to deliver it this year, you know, only uh, th- two years, three years after it's uh, 2018, so yeah, three years, that doesn't seem enough. I mean, it, it depends on how long they've been working on it. They might have wrapped God of War, and they they'd already started working on the next one. Yeah, yeah. and then and then from that we hear that Corey Barlog's working on something else anyway. So it's like okay, and then now we yeah, now these these new roles are popping up. Like, I would say it's very likely that they... Because, like, they should have taken some time off. And they probably took two months off, three months maybe. And, like, that still leaves, like, a year, you know, two and a bit years. You think you can get a full game developed in two and a half years? I have no idea. I'm not a game developer. Uh, um, City Project Red couldn't, but... Yeah. You know, they couldn't get a... They, could, they couldn't produce a game in fucking eight years. And even though I love Sony Santa Monica and I love God of War, I I do doubt that they could deliver a full-blown sequel in two years. Fair enough. So that's my prediction anyway. So either it's being handled by Monica or Monica in pre-production on a new game and San Diego could potentially be the ones working on God of War Ragnarok. Because once again, that little teaser did not show... Sony Santa anything. Monica's logo. They didn't show anything. All they did was show the Omega symbol. That's it. We don't know who... We are only presuming that they are working on God of War. And granted, we've not heard anything otherwise. Probably for good reason, because it's not true. Like, they're working on it. Like, Ryan, mm. what are you speculating on? But, who knows? But then again, it's very likely Uncharted. Fun fact. All right, Max, here are the top 10 best-selling games in Australia on the PS4 because they still don't do the PS5 numbers yet for some reason. Number 10, Marvel Spooderman. Number 9, The Crew 2, which is a weird one because I think the new DLC dropped this week. Uh, number 8, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Number 7, GT Sport. Number 6, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number 5, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number 4, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number three, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Number two, Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War. And number one, Grand Theft Auto Five. It's the holidays, man. It's a bunch of kids that just either got themselves banned earlier in the year and they had to play it again uh, over the Christmas break. Damn. Crazy. Fucking damn. How many fucking copies of this game are out there? It's getting insane. It's getting absolutely insane. I mean, I, I have it on three separate platforms, so... Uh, me too. Like, I'm not I'm not helping the cause. Not I own it on PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. I have PS3, PS4, and uh, PC. <laughs> Upcoming releases, Ryan. There's not much. We have Cyber Shadow coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on the 26th of January. We have Disjunction coming to PlayStation 4 on the 28th of January. And we have the Turrican Flashback coming to PlayStation 4 on the 29th of January. Fuck already in those games. I have no idea. Awesome. One of them has a PS5 release. Oh. The other two are just playable on backwards compatibility. Oh, well, I'm going to keep playing Hitman. I'm also going to keep playing Hitman. <laughs> There's no games to get you excited this week, everybody. We're terribly sorry. But it is that slow burn. 
and we should hopefully be getting some things very, very soon. Play your Christmas backlog. Yeah, get the backlog done. That's that's sort of what I'm working on. Or just reinstall old games for no reason, like I have been doing. Like I put Two Point Hospital back on there because that's a really good like checkout game. It's kind of like good stuff, man. Good stuff. Anyways, that does bring us to the back end of the show. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. They, whether they are here on Twitch, uh, that's twitch.tv slash the pop culturist, uh, you know, like the likes of Park and Sarah and uh, Joe, who's uh, there for a little bit. You know, it's good to have everyone come and join the show. Uh, for those who don't know, we do normally do it on a Saturday afternoon. That's 4 p.m. Australian Eastern, uh, whatever time of the year it is. Uh, sometimes we do it on a Sunday if need be. Uh, so next week, we are on a Sunday if you did want to join. Puck says it's always good to be here, which is handy because he's he's here to like be our fact checker, which we really appreciate. But uh, yeah, and of course, as as we said at the start of the show, both Max and I are continuing, or I'm continuing my weight loss journey this year. Max kicking in a gear, um, you know. So if you do want to help support the show, support us, and start your own weight loss journey, check out the link in the description below. That's uh, FTP. Uh, so it's bit bit.ly slash FTP Manshake. You know, maybe you could do what I did, lose thirty kilos in twelve months. Who knows? I'm so excited for that. What you can do, Max? I'm really, really stoked. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to seeing how how um we, how much I can. Yeah, get, that. Get and I'm ho- yeah, because like, I'm hoping to go back to the. I'm hoping to go to start the gym this year for the first time ever. You know, best case scenario, compact. You'll be thin. I'll be jacked. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> All right, send uh, us home, Max. All right, everyone. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning on podcast services, including at 8 a.m. on Mondays podcast services including spotify and apple podcasts and 9am on those youtubes if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us please check out our socials facebook discord instagram twitter all our links are in the description below and that includes our personal twitter accounts which you can find below our faces right now uh max is new to twitter but we're having a ton of fun on there as we always do if you want to support mm. the show if you're sorry if you want to join the conversation as it happens head over to twitch.tv slash the pop where you can watch us record this show live and become part of the show if you want to support the show you can tell your friends tell your family about this play playstation pod if you do follow us if you listen to us on the podcast services be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review or if you are on the youtube like subscribe leave a comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop cultures as well as our merchandise store popcultures.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it but until next week i'm ryan betson i'm max cooper and that was for the players <laughs>